following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. So now what? Welcome to another week of Talking Cowboys. Bill Jones with Brian Broaddus. Mickey Spagnola just arrived from his local radio gig. Rob Phillips, we hope will be along in a he little will bit. He will be. Doing, doing some work right now. And uh, how are y'all do, you guys doing on a Monday morning? Doing well. Doing well. Right. Just, uh, you know, we complete the autopsy and find out what happened, and then you, you move on. And uh, that's what we talked about. Hello, darkness. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kit Garrison. Nothing wrong with little Simon and Garfunkel this morning. It is kind of sad when a season ends. Well, it's it's. We talked about this is, and again, I, I always am afraid to use this word because I don't think I use it the right way. Finality of it all. Mm-hmm. That that you know, the, the, it, it comes to an end. It comes to an abrupt end. It's it's my racing analogy of going 217 miles an hour at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and then hitting the wall and you stop. Mm-hmm. You know, such and you're and suddenness you're, to and it. you're suddenness to it, and you're shaken, and you're kind of dazed, and you're you're kind of looking, you know, to okay, what's next? And you know, this uh, this football team has a lot to be proud of the way they played, the way they they uh, a young team came together under some really trying circumstances. But you know, the the thing about you know you you got to you faced a team that that is a. Uh, that did a really great job of blocking your front. They took away one of your strengths, and uh, they kind of played how you needed to play against them to win that football game. And I think that's really what I learned about it watching that tape. Mickey decided to take his headsets off. Yeah, they're not working, so I thought I'd listen with Might my own well. two ears. Listen to your own ears. You had, you had the dead set on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think Brian was exactly right. Um you know, the, the strengths we thought the Cowboys had running the ball and stopping the run yeah. ended up being their detriment Absolutely. Uh, in that game. And, hey, credit the Rams. Absolutely they, there, too. They were, you know, maybe we undersold how good that front. You know, we talked all week about how good Donald was and Sue and Brockers, and, 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 and then we didn't expect them to play well. And yeah. they played awfully well. Yeah. I mean, that looked like Nadamakan Sue 2012 or whatever. When you guys were gone on Friday, Nate talked about that, about Sue. He was worried about Sue showing up, that this non-existent Sue, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden he shows up. And I think the Cowboys did a heck of a job against Aaron Donald in this game. I really, really do. I think the plan they had, the way that Connor Williams played – I think a boost of confidence for Connor Williams to line up, and he he got Sue a couple of times, and Donald the play he made, or the you know two tackles he made, one of the tackles where they're trying to scoop him on the backside, and you know Tyron Smith could have been a you know a, a, a you know what and hit him in the back of his legs, and he didn't do it, you know, and and so I I feel like though that uh, you know that the thing where I where I missed the boat, guys, this is where I missed the boat is I didn't watch the last three games that they played, Arizona 
and San Francisco in those games. I was trying to figure out, okay, how did they get beat by Philadelphia? How did they get beat by Chicago? That's where I was trying. But if you go back and watch those games, you see C.J. Anderson running the football. Mm -hmm. You see the combinations that they're using with their blocking schemes. This is where I let the Cowboy fan down, is that I should have gone back and looked at Arizona. I'm thinking, okay, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, when in actuality you should have thought, well, C.J. Anderson has played well here the last three weeks. They find him on the scrap heap. They get him involved. The line scheme push, shove blockers. They create holes. He makes runs. You know, their offense kind of moves along. But give them some credit with that their ability to run the ball. Give them some credit with the way they blocked mm-hmm. against Demarcus Lawrence in this game. And they, and they did it in a unique way with a wide receiver with bunch formations and bringing uh, bringing the receiver across the formation, so you never he never really got an understanding or a, a bead on who was going to block him. You know, either it was a cross receiver or a bunch receiver on a chip. You know, those were things that they did to, to try and, and and alleviate him. And and some of the stunts that the that the Cowboys have run to get guys home, the combinations with with Lawrence and Crawford, and Collins, they said, okay, you could do your twist stunts, but we're going to put four guys to block your three, and we're going to let Andrew Whitworth take, take Randy Gregory by himself. You know, we're gonna we're gonna let that that we're gonna try and win that block one on one, and then we're gonna take care of your other scheme blocks and the, some of the big plays that they made in the passing game, and they didn't have a lot of big plays. I mean, they had some twenty two yard, I think twenty one yards was his longest pass of the day, but that was a well protected four on three scheme that they went one on one on the other side, and then boom, there you go. I mean, that's how they make plays. See, that's that was the first thing that surprised me. Uh, when I, you, we knew they were going to be in their nickel offense the yeah. whole time, three yeah. wide receivers. So I expect to see them spread all over the field. Right. But I was looking and I'm going, why are they so bunched up? That's the way they play. It yeah. was like I, I, I had to go back to my flip card to go, do they got a bunch of tight ends in there? Why is everybody so close yeah. to the line of scrimmage? That's, yeah. or, uh, and, and that's what really, I think, fooled, I don't know if it fooled the Cowboys, if that's what they had done all season long. Or if they did it for this game, and, and Brian's exactly right. That's yeah. how they controlled Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, because he was. It, it looked like bumper cars over there. Yeah, they 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 figured out with with the receiver. Sorry, Bill. I know you're going to make a, a point probably better than mine, but they. <laughs> well, they, that goes without saying. They, you know, they did a really. Uh, uh, Robert Woods. Not only can he hurt you, throw, but he's a bigger body guy. You know, Robert Woods did a really nice job. They also with Josh Reynolds. You know, they 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 found ways to to attack Lawrence and keep him off balance. You know, they said, okay, you know, Haverstein, we're not going to let you just have to block him one-on-one. But they, but they, it wasn't like every single time. It's like, okay, we're going to chip you this side. We're going to chip you this side. We're going to chip you over here. Or we're going to play you one-on-one here. So, yeah, th- this, was, this was very reminiscent of, to me, the, the Colts game in the way – that they, when the Cowboys are really good, and we saw this against Seattle, when you see white jerseys and you can, and you're watching the tape and you can see their numbers, when you can see the backs of their numbers as they're playing run defense, that's that's when you know they're really on it. They're playing really well because nobody's moving them. Nobody's. But when you when you don't see the jersey numbers on the back end, 
Mm-hmm. You're you're saying, okay, guys are not square. Guys are turned. Guys are facing the sidelines. You get a defensive lineman's shoulders to face the sidelines. There's going to be natural gaps. And you know, Garrett talked about it too. And I'm sure when he got talked about two o'clock today, they're going to talk about run fits mm-hmm. because they they did a really poor job. Uh, and when you talk about Vanderesh Smith Lee. They, you know, there were some times where they had uh, uh, Anthony Brown down in the box. You know, they they play that single high look. It just that's how they stop the run. They play single high, put an extra guy down in the box, and people were asking me, they're like, well, could they play their base defense and help the run? They could have, they could have, yeah, they could have, but they've stopped the run playing single high all year long. You know, I mean, they're they're, they're the adjustment they made. There's, it's hard to make an adjustment. When people up front are blocking you the way that the, that the Rams are able to block the front in this game, and because of the way they did it, it allowed their offensive linemen get, get to the linebackers. I, I, yeah, I, I don't no think doubt. I've seen no doubt. the Cowboy linebackers blocked. So you know what? And it was the Colts game. It was the Colts, the Colts game. Did the same thing. Yeah, they got yeah. to the second level. Absolutely. And because they controlled the two outside guys, the way Brian said, yeah. their inside guys were getting to the linebackers. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what was creating those big holes. That and a couple times they're shooting the wrong gap, and exactly. Jay's going one way, exactly. and they're going the other way. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was that was huge the way they they controlled that, and it was almost like they were telling the Cowboys, "Well, if you want to stop the run, you better go to your four three. You yeah. better not sit there and nickel yeah. uh, the whole game because we're going to run right over you." Yeah. And that's what they did. Now, Mickey, to your point on the uh, bunched formations that the Rams run, uh, Will McClay on the Jason Garrett show, which should be on DallasCowboys.com, I think it's broken it down yeah. into segments on yeah. there, uh, did a great job illustrating what the Rams do on offense. Yeah. And that's what they do on offense is they bunch in their wide receivers. Right. And tight formations. Tight formations. Yeah. And, there's, and, he, and he illustrated with several examples about six different plays, some run plays, some pass plays, why they do that and how that can can confuse a defense and, and how they have well, to be able to sort things out. Yeah, I mean, they scatter, too. Right. I mean, that's something, too. We talked yeah. about bunch. What did they do? They they used bunch formation when Todd Gurley, when they moved Todd Gurley out wide mm-hmm. against Green Bay and ran him underneath. What did they do? They got bunch formation, and then they ran everybody inside, creating, like, uh, you know, traffic and, right. and trash to have to run through. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good scheme. It really is a good scheme. The way that they the way that they get their guys down the field, you know, I mean, there were there were the some of the open throws that they were able to make were because of that, some of those routes. And yeah. that's one of the main reasons they do it. It helps out yeah. the quarterback when, for instance, if you're if, if the ball's on the right hash and you've got a tight formation there, and let's say you want to throw a flag route to Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Well, on the left side over, the go the left flag, yeah. well, that gives so much room for the quarterback to right. make that throw out right. uh, on the sideline out there. Right. Well, and the other thing it did is if you look at the Seattle game when the Cowboys were blitzing, you know, they were blitzing Van Der Esch off the edge right. a lot. Well, when you got all that bunch over there, yeah. how are you going to blitz? You can't blitz. You're not going to get through that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so they kind of took that away, too, and, and forced the Cowboys into coverage. But again, the bottom line was they ran for 270 yards, three yards, yeah. 273. Yeah. Seattle ran for 73. Yeah. The, they, so, and if you look at all the teams that won, yeah. they all ran the football. That's the other thing I was talking to Will. All McCoy. this talk about the, you know, the <laughs> yeah. scoring, scoring and yeah. the, the big, you know, showtime offenses. 
Kansas City ran for for 180 yards with some guy named Damian Williams. Yeah, okay? former Oklahoma Sooner. He was like a third-string running back. The Rams run for 273. The Patriots, Sony Michelle, 129 and three touchdowns. Good player. And the Saints combined for 124 yards rushing. Yeah. So go figure. I'll tell you, Philadelphia has to be sick. They had that game in control. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you something real quick about that game. And I don't want to – I know we're talking Cowboys and trying to put – but was Peters – was Doug Peterson – was he – should he have accepted that holding call and backed them up and made them run another play? I was surprised. Yeah, I wasn't watching close declined. enough. I can't – Well, okay. They, they, he they, declined they, the penalty. He declined the holding penalty. And, and the first thing that came in my mind was, Doug – you're dealing with a guy that's just as crazy as you are over there. He's going to go for this, you know. He thought. At what point in the game was that? Oh, early in the game. Early. They're down okay. fourteen. To, it's fourteen to nothing. Yeah, they're, they're stopped again. They, they stopped him. They're making the. They're making breeze and then punt again. And at, at his own like 30, 30, 30, 34, 35 yeah, yeah. yard line. So he's going to make him. He's got him to the point where he's going to punt. He could have accepted a penalty to make it for a third mm. and eleven. Yeah, a third and eleven. But instead. He declines the penalty, make it fourth and one. Sean Payton goes, go for it. I mean, with the way the flow of the game was, you knew that Sean Payton was going to go for it there. He was going to, he was going to some way energize his team, good or bad. He was going to try and find a way to do something different than what had been happening to them. Kind of, kind of like the same situation that the Cowboys faced with the Rams. However, it was a different situation yeah. as far as the game because the Rams were yeah. in the lead right. and they had an opportunity. They It was fourth and two, right. and uh, then the Rams outsmarted themselves, right. uh, faking like they were going to try, yeah, run a exactly. fake punt. Right. And he, right. they winds up kicking it 25 yards to the 25-yard line yeah. instead. That was yeah. a lot of work for a 25-yard yeah, right. punt. <laughs> um but, but yeah, about that Eagles game, how about Alshon Jeffrey, who's got just about the strongest hands in the league? Yeah. And, in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, he was quoted as saying, I've got the best hands in the league. Yeah. And the ball goes right through the Yeah, hands. well, that, you know, that just shows you, though. They, 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 that, that was a strange game. And I know, again, people don't want to hear about the Eagles game and all that. But, I mean, I, I think it's, it just shows you th- these games come down to plays. They come down to hands to the face. They come down to uh, in, the third, third and, uh, in the grass, third and seven. You know, I mean, the Rams, think about this. You know, people were critical, and, and I, and again, I'm one of those guys that's critical of Jason Garrett to a fault. But I also thought that he did the right thing of not, even though they had not stopped them, the right thing was to kick the ball deep. He, it almost played perfectly to his situation. Third and seven. Jeff Heath is so locked into the tight end, and the tight end is blocking Crawford. You know, Everett is blocking, and I'm thinking, I'm just watching. I'm going, Jeff, just be a, just be a football player. Go, go. Force him either a to throw it away, b to get to the ground, or c. You know, maybe you get maybe you get the stop right there. You know, I mean, I just I, I kind of look at that. And I'm like. God, if they, it 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 played out just like it would have in the it got played out in the in the Redskins game that time at FedEx. What did they do? They got a stop. They got the ball back. They drove. They win. You know that's that's kind of the mentality I was thinking. Like you get a stop here on third down, and and they had a timeout left with probably a minute thirty to get the ball back with Tavon Austin. 
maybe bringing one back to midfield or something like that. Yep. I mean, I think he played it the right way there. The onside kick to me, the way the rules are with onside kicks, you got no shot unless the right. ball hits exactly. somebody and bounces around and you get it. He played it the right way with the timeouts, the two-minute warning, kicking it deep. They almost got the stop. I wish Jeff Heath would have just seen – I wish he would have just seen uh, golf coming his direction. He was so locked in on on Everett, the tight end, and the ball got to the outside. It was almost like he was looking at a ghost. Like, I, if he, he would just, just stayed inside yeah. so long yeah. on it. Yeah. And it was like yeah. – and you're right. It It's third and seven. Yeah. Or it, it, you've got – and, and even when they kicked, you got three timeouts and the two-minute warning. Right. The le- and you're right. Unless you hit a line drive and it bounces off somebody yeah. and comes back to you, you're not getting the onside no. kick with no. the way you, you can line up now. Yeah. Because yeah. you got you you don't put all the guys on the line of scrimmage. You put your whatever you're allowed, and then the other second lines there. Yeah. So even if you chip it over. Yeah. They're gonna catch he, it. He played it the right way, right. and it almost worked out. I mean, if they just they they just couldn't get bodies to get to. It's like golf just decided I'm just gonna keep running until somebody hits me or stop. Nobody was able to force him to have to make a decision, and that's the unfortunate. Where in the in that Redskins game, Jalen Smith, everybody human, they were all flying to the. I mean, they were flying. They were they were in their base defense, and they were trying to cover guys up. They they had guys covered. That's why he had to run the ball. But they just couldn't get him to force to have to make a decision, mm-hmm. and that's that, because the way they were moving the football. Yeah. If they had stopped him, I think they would have had a great. Yeah, yeah. I think they would have had a shot. I think they would have had a shot in this one. And, and as bad as the run defense was in this game, as bad as it was, they they would have had a shot. As yeah. bad as the run defenses was, as 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 average as Goff's numbers yeah. were, they it's a one. And as bad as it looked, because they yeah. only stopped him twice. And yeah. the fact right? that Zeke only had 47 yeah. yards rushing and in the game. And they're within one that, possession. That to, me, that, to me, was probably the most surprising thing going into this football game is the fact that they just the stop inability the they inability to stop the run. But I mean, they were especially when you looked at what they yeah. were doing on film throughout oh, the season with they, the run They defense. were awful. And yeah. Troy Eggman even said it. I mean, it was, it was it, the way they were playing run defense at the end of the year was just – they were Horrible. 32nd in the league coming in in the regular season yeah. yards yeah. per carry yeah. Uh, yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah. Rushing yeah. yards per carry. And you were within one possession yeah. of tying mm-hmm. the game up. Yep. One possession. There's I a mean, lot of... it, it looked like a slaughter. And then, when you know, when I did the post-game deal and, and I said the score, mm-hmm. and I said, I was thinking to myself, did I, did I make a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> it was 30 yeah. to 22. Yeah, <laughs> it was like how could it have been that close? You gave up two hundred and seventy-three yards. Oh no, they had, it was it it was it was a strange deal. Again, you get that one stop, but there were there were a lot of other things that happened. You know, there were a lot of this in that game. Third, some third down plays on offense that you know the Amari Cooper they had exactly what they wanted with that crossing around on third down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper's on Mark Barron and the ball he just gets his hands up late. I mean it was a catchable pass. He just his hands were late to adjust. You could see it from the end zone copy clear that he that he just was late with his hands. He catches that ball. That ball's gonna be in Rams territory, you know, with them having to try and react. And that's just the way things have kind of gone for this team. You know, when they when they needed a play like that they just could not execute well enough to make it happen. The fourth down play, too, was, you know, 
they had to go for it so many times on fourth down. And, you know, that really the bread and butter is, you know, just take the ball, go straight ahead and, and, and let Zeke be the guy. Hell, they blasted him out of there on the goal line doing See, it. See, that's what everybody criticized. And I said, well, it was the yeah. same play they used on yeah. the goal line yeah. twice. Yeah, and they scored. I mean, they blasted that thing open, and it just didn't, you know. But you're running at Sue. You're running at, you know, you're running at Donald. These guys are, you know, there's power. There's quickness. You know, if they, if they swim you, you're, you know, you're in trouble. You know, there's just a lot of things going on there. I mean, I, I just, it's a shame that the, the one thing that this, the Cowboy teams, I felt like they could always do was the ability to, to kind of run the football. And it just didn't materialize well enough for them. The Rams, the Rams took your game plan and won the game with what you should have been able to do. Dak playing with, you know, good numbers like golf, run the football, play some defense, and then you know you're on your way to to, to New Orleans. Because it looked like they won their bet stopping the run. Yeah. But the reason why, and I had written it down, they had like the Cowboys had more. 20 yard or more plays than they did. And right. the reason was is they stayed in their base defense yeah. when the Cowboys went three wide and yeah. said, We're stopping the run. Yeah. And, and that's why they were able to come up with those big plays they did down the field. Yeah. And uh, to your point, Mickey, about um, teams running the football in the playoffs and having success this weekend, that's another thing Will McClay was talking to me about last week. With uh, we were talking about the Kingsbury hire in in Arizona and you know the emphasis on hiring the quarterback whisperer mm-hmm. type uh, coaches and so forth. What wins in this league is if you look at at the teams that are successful and playing right now, they have the ability to run the football. Yeah, and for that matter, they can stop the run. Uh, the four teams left. All right. The Patriots are fifth in the league in rushing, and they're fourth in the league in rushing touchdowns. The Chiefs are just 16th in the league in rushing, but they're seventh in rushing touchdowns. The Rams, third in the league in rushing, second in rushing touchdowns, and the Saints, sixth in the league in rushing, first in rushing touchdowns. There you go. There you go. Damian right. Williams. That's all I got. And, and by the way, those four teams, CJ Anderson. Those those yeah, four and teams, CJ Anderson. Those four teams are also the top four scoring teams in the National Football yeah. League. But they're yeah. not doing it just through the air. They're doing it with a combination. Good balance. Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. You, we continue. Uh, and Bill, you, oh yes. Uh, rubbing it in our face a little bit this morning with that ball cap you got. <laughs> what do you got on there? Oh, right, got he's some, ready for the got some free, free swag. Legs. Bill's going. Free swag. See you guys later. One of us is headed there yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is some, See you later. Yeah. <laughs> there is some breaking news uh, being made from here at the Star this morning, which we will get into when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's stephen jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... 
thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are a American made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John time and football often the quickest plays mixed with some good old fashioned ingenuity are the key to winning. Kind of like Tommy John's horizontal quick draw fly. It's the most intuitive, simple and speedy feature. Other underwear brands just don't have shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. And welcome Rob Phillips. Welcome. Hello. Rob was uh, away at the outset of the show because he was working. Right, Rob Phillips. Breaking news, as you teased so eloquently before the first I thought break. Maybe he didn't have his quick draw fly available. <laughs> yes, I was. Ad- I was adjusting. I was adjusting. Did you wear your quick draw fly on Saturday with your Cowboys on logo on it? Yeah, I went that route too. So much for that. No, that, that and you know what? Too. With the accommodations we had in that press box, you needed that quick draw it fly. Was, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, Help the, this that's out. right. Coliseum does not have much in the way. No, the facilities for the pre- our, the our, 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 like homemade the, press box like was... Like the 32 port, Olympics? Port, port of Johns it's, out in um, the aisle. It's a little challenging from a viewpoint perspective. Uh, it's like looking through the windows of a house, actually, with the uh, window panes... <laughs> It's an interesting setup frames. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but they're working through it, you know, doing the best they can. You know, and by the way, when everybody made it, they were, and I forgot to mention it when I did my deal on the fan, they were making a big deal that Jerry didn't conduct his post-game press conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no way for him to get there in time to do it. Yeah. Because the only way from where we're at, to the press to the tunnel. It's the worst to stadium walk in the world. Down yeah. ninety rows of stands. That's what I've done. While everybody yeah. else is coming up. Yeah. And so if you don't leave before the game's like way over, yeah. Jarrett Bell and I were swimming downstream with everybody coming upstream and it was one step at a time about every minute. Yeah. Trying to get people to move so yeah. we could walk. So there's through. no elevator for no, no elevator. Not, not an elevator. That's where Ambar and I got trapped in a preseason game. We had to walk down and then walk all the way back up as the Ram mascot was taking pictures and signing autographs in front of us the whole way. And so you couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. Ambar, seriously. You would have to exit the stadium and come back in. You walk from the top of the stadium all the way down, and then if you have to come back up, you walk all the way back up. It's, it's, It's... 
See, what I forgot was back in the day when you did it, you could walk you down. You your typewriter? No, you could walk down the on the, on the seats <laughs> yeah. like they were bench yeah, seats. Yeah, like bench seats, yeah. So when people were leaving, yeah. you just it's, kept going down. But yeah. now they got actual seats in there. Yeah. It's yeah. theater so, seats. It's so cool to see a game there. There's so oh, much history. As long as you're not history, working, yeah. there's so much history yeah. there. But logistically. and It's a nightmare. You know, yeah, it's Except a for us, we park. We figured out how to park at that place. We, we did. We you and I did a couple years ago. We got that down. Yeah, we got good parking there. I remember a parking garage across the street. That's kind of where you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I covered a Raiders playoff game yeah. there. Not good? Uh, I had no parking pass, and yeah. I parked about five blocks away, and there was a sign. It said number, it was a hashtag number, mm-hmm. 30. And I said, okay, that's parking lot 30, right? No, it was $30. And back yeah. in the day, that was like <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I had to walk five blocks. So when mm. the game's over, you finish writing, it's pitch dark, mm. and I'm walking, and the guy's day, coming out of the uh, press box. They go, where are you going? And I go, well, I didn't have a parking pass. I'm walking to my car. Oh, no, we'll give you a ride. I said, no, it's just – they go, no, we will give you a ride. Yeah. I said, oh, okay, maybe I better yeah, take a ride. You yeah. don't be but walking. you know what? The neighborhood has changed. A lot. They've got condos up around yeah, that really stadium a lot. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. wouldn't recognize it. A new yeah. st- uh, soccer stadium. Yeah, that's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, just down the road. Yeah, it's right, like next door. Yeah, yeah. but you, yeah, as for the facilities inside, there, there would and and I forgot. So the owner's box was basically what we were in. Yeah, he was just a trailer. Us. Yes, that's the owner's box. Yeah. So if he stayed till the last, it, there was no way he'd make it down there. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they brought. I don't know if you mentioned this, but. They did this in preseason games, too, in the past. That's 90 players, even with 53 or 46, whatever it is. They bring the players out to you in the tunnel instead of an actual open locker room session because the locker room's just not big enough for it. While all the equipment people are trying to move their stuff through and yelling at us to move. As Dave said, it's all about perspective. It was, you know, that was a great atmosphere. That's that's, I've never experienced a pregame atmosphere quite like that. And I don't know if it was just the vibe the amount of Cowboy fans there, it felt for a while like they were invading that stadium, and and you really had the feeling like they were going to feel at home at this game. It was going to be about like Texas OU style in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, but those Rams fans filled in pretty nicely by the end of it. Um, but that, that was it was a hell of an atmosphere. just didn't work out for this team. So what was the split, you think, once the game got going? I think by the end of it, when we went down on the field, it felt like it was 80-20. Or 70-30, something. There were a lot of yellow towels waving in that okay. stadium. Yeah, but the Cowboy fans started waving their yellow towels. Did they? Yeah, because didn't you notice that the, makes first, sense? the first two possessions when the Rams had the ball? I go, why is there so much noise? Yeah. And and, and people were waving their towels. And then I looked, and it was the like the Cowboy yellow. fans were waving the yellow <laughs> towels like the Rams were trying to call signals. I missed that. What happened? Uh, Kent just dropped in an the old. fine yellow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean yellow towels? An old what? It's the old inside. Never mind. Pool. Never mind. I you didn't bring it. <laughs> he can't hear Kent. That's the problem. Oh, he didn't. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there was, you go. It was a good uh, drop. Yeah, it was. Good it was drop. Very good. You don't want to tell me? No, I, I didn't really hear. Was, it was that the? Was let's talk about the breaking news that you got. Okay. okay. You, want me to, you want to read your story? No, it's not going to be much different Rob, than anybody else's. Rob just wrote the story, and that's why he missed the first segment of the show. Yeah. You want me to read it on the air? Yeah, do it in the we got a little voice. We got off on a it, tangent, what, didn't voice? we? <laughs> Captain Luck. No, yeah, I'll, I'll do it in I'll, a I'll country bumpkin. I'll do it in a Wade Phillips voice. You go ahead. Speaking Monday on 105. <laughs> not Wade, but all right, I'll do it in my 
Speaking Monday on 105.3, the fan, the Cowboys head coach, Jason Garrett, said he expects offensive coordinator Scott Linehan to return in 2019. There it is. There you go. Breaking news. Straight from the flagship quote station. quote from Garrett, we don't anticipate any major changes on our staff. What was the last line of the, uh, the story? Is there a last line? Well, the, a, added well to, and then, okay, adding that the team is still in evaluation mode less than two days after its divisional round playoff loss yeah. to the Rams. I think Rob put it very well there. Yeah, That's, that's got to be noted, right? Absolutely, that yeah. has to be noted. Because you never know when somebody finds another job. Yeah, that's true. See, that's where I think that to me the the you know you look at Jason Garrett when and, you know he's always been really consistent about you know he'll give you the answer you know they ask the question but right now I mean, you don't know I mean they got to sit down and continue the evaluation if in fact you know we get to the Pro Bowl and all that and Scott Linehan is still coaching you know next week next week you know I, I was kind of expecting those guys to be with me next week at the Senior Bowl but now they get to co coach the Pro Bowl. But if they haven't made any decisions or any changes by next week, then, you know, he's going to come back. Jason Garrett, a man of his word. But I just don't think he can answer that question at that particular time, you know. I, I just don't. I think that there's I think there's still evaluation there. Yeah. I really, really do. It's kind of like when Jerry's asked. What's he going to say? A you few know? weeks ago, yeah. is Dak Prescott your guy for the future? Yeah. I mean, he says yes, and I believe him when yeah. he says it, but – well, yeah, what's he supposed to say on the spot like that? You yeah, gotta I mean, back let's, guys. yeah if, if, right. if in fact we get to we get to the Pro Bowl next week and Scott Linehan's coaching him up, then that's a pretty good idea of what's happening. Yeah, he's, he's going to make headlines either way. Right. If he say, says what he said, he's making headlines because he said that he expects him back. Well, yeah. Well, he's under contract. Okay. He Absolutely. Expects. Yeah. All right. If he said that. If he if he didn't say if he the question was posed, do you expect uh, Scott Linehan to be back? It's under and, contract, and, and, yeah. And if he said yeah. we're in evaluation mode, that's making headlines. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a huge yeah. red flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. He, he took the, he took the path of least resistance, is what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, Everybody just say he's that. back, and if they make a if they make a coaching change in the next three or four days, then somebody here will break it. Rob Phillips will break it. Mickey will break it. Somebody will break it. You know, but until then, I mean, again, if he's if he's out there coaching in the senior, uh, the, excuse me, the uh, Pro Bowl practices, then you know you got your answer. But until then, I think we kind of have to just let the evaluation process take. I think it's a good story, Rob. I didn't think it was a bag of a. Thank you, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, and he's always he's been consistent. I mean, he's back Scott absolutely for years now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every time they lose a game, he has it, to back his coaches. It's you know, he comes. Scott is probably the first guy under fire even beyond Jason when they lose a game or they struggle offensively. And Dak's probably in that mix too. Um, and I looked up the stats, you know, it, it's, it's really a tale of two halves of the season, pre Amari, post Amari. And before they made the trade, the first eight games, I think they were 28th in total offense. They rose to about 22nd and clearly they were a more functional group, a more efficient group with, with Amari Cooper in the lineup. So like Brian says, it's about players too. Yeah. You know, it's about getting guys that can help, execute what you're trying to do absolutely yeah and then uh, on the defensive side um i guess the dolphins news broke since we were last on the air yeah at least the speculation is that brian flores brian yeah flores the yeah 
uh, from the Patriots staff uh, is in line to get that job. That's who they're targeted. It hadn't been official officially uh, done yet. But uh, that, and of course, the Jets have done their thing. The Bucks have done their thing with Arians, and so Chris Richard appears to be back. And uh, were y'all around Rod Marinelli when he was asked about the? I think it was a terrible question. Uh, I was. Yeah, it's a terrible question. I mean, I question. got there just about when it started. I didn't hear how the question was asked. Yeah. But I heard the answer. Asking about him retiring is a terrible question, you know. And and I guess it's reports from from Ian Rappaport that he's going to retire and all that. And no, I, he said he was going to be named the senior defensive advisor, and they were going to promote Richard to defensive coordinator. Okay, well, I thought it was he mentioned the word retirement though too. Uh, something I, about in the his answer. Marinelli said something about yeah, yeah but you know, if it been yeah. Marinelli, I don't think the question was asked very well. No, I or don't. At the right time, I don't think the question was. And I love Kate. And I love her trying to get, you know, answers to questions. But, you know, the guy, I mean, his defense got shredded, you know. That's just a terrible time. If you want to talk about run fits or why they didn't play well or what was their thoughts, by all means, fair game. But to ask a man about, you know, is this it? Are you done? You're retiring and all that? That's a terrible question because he stood up there a lot of times and, and been very honest about giving you answers, giving you some of, the, some of the best answers you get from a coaching perspective of Rod Marinelli's answers how honest he is about the players, how honest he is about the opponents, how honest he is about his own team. You know, I get on us about this. We ask terrible questions. We ask terrible questions. And you wonder why these folks don't want to talk to us. You don't want to, they don't want to be around us. And see, and the other thing you got to take also with a grain of salt is these reports on pregame shows on game day. Yes. Because everybody's got to come up with something. Yeah. And if somebody comes up with something, then the other station's got to trump them yeah. with something else. Yeah. And, I, I and just that's don't... just kind of the way it works. And you got to be careful because the pressure is on those guys yeah. to come up and, with something. Yeah. And if they don't, then it's like, oh, well, that guy had this. Yeah, it's it's just it, it's the wrong it's the wrong timing for question. Ask him why they lost that game. And he will stand there all day and tell you why they didn't play well enough. And you know what? And Richard did the same thing. Exactly. He, he stood there and took yeah. the blame. He poor execution he said, yeah. by yeah. the players yeah. and the yeah. coaches. He said it's on me. Yeah. yeah. He put it on him. Uh just need to ask better questions. However, Scott uh, Rod has been so supportive of Chris throughout this whole season and giving him that responsibility yeah. uh, to share that play calling and probably do the majority of it, it seems like at times, um, just like he did with Matt Eberflus. So I don't know how it's going to work out, um, but he's such a competitive guy in that moment. That's the last thing he's thinking about, and that's why that answer was what it was. Don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, don't blame him at all. You know, and it's like before the game, and I don't know how I would be, but – you know, they. it's like Rod's on the sideline mm-hmm. while we're down there. It's two yeah. hours before kickoff. And I'm thinking if that was me, I don't want to talk to nobody, right? He always does. But he comes up and yeah. he goes, great atmosphere here, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, yeah. I said, well, you've, you've spent some time in this stadium. Mm. And he tells me about his senior year in high school mm. when they played the North-South All-Star game, which was the big game in California. Yeah. And he played it in against Dan Pastorini. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it's like, gosh. Old I, Houston I Oiler. But, you know, and that's him. And, and, so and how many years ago would that have been? It was, I think he 51? told me it was 1969, maybe. 1969. Well, he's 69 years old now. Yeah. yeah. So, so 50 years ago, he was 19 years right? old. Yeah. 
Yeah. And 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 HUD was telling me about how HUD? they won a national championship at Southern Cal in 1962. Yeah. In that stadium. Yeah. Football lifers, man. Well, that's the thing about. It. But anyway, I, I mean, just that's well. Him. And here's and, here's and the to other try thing. Try to do that to him in that atmosphere, and it was a terrible atmosphere, also with everybody jammed up outside around this wall, and you just took a bad loss. Your defense, your, you know, this this defense that that we coming out of Oxnard that Brian brought us thought was a question mark, ended up being the thing you can hang your hat on. And it was, you know, and now they're going to, they're going to, the only time that this team has seemed to have really played bad, lost games, was because of defense. But for the majority of the season, they've been outstanding. Coverage, run defense, coaching, whatever you have to say, this defense has been outstanding. What did I write in my gut feeling? In defense, we trust. We're going to make a new coin. If you, it, that's, that's what it was going to take. You it, were going to have to find a way, whether it was against the Rams or the, or the Saints. You were going to have to play against some, Pretty good offensive teams, you know. And, and who's a better team guy than Rod Marinelli? No. I, and we're, we're talking about uh, what Rob was mentioning about with Richard coming in, and he did it with Eberflus too, giving them the freedom to yeah. to improve the defense. And and the other part of it with in terms of Richard, the, I mean, the way the rules work in the NFL, the only way he's leaving is for a head coaching job. That's the only way. And that doesn't yeah. look likely now. Looks right. like the Dolphins have centered on Brian Flores. Sure. And I think the only other opening is Cincinnati and Zach and Taylor's that's, that's right. rumored quarterback going coach. there. So, yeah, I mean – We'll see how it goes. So you, so you don't have to promote him to quote-unquote defensive coordinator to no. keep him from other jobs. Right. So, I mean, you right. can make it work the way it is right now. I mean, if you want to yeah, do whatever with titles and stuff, great. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, hearing Rod Marinelli after that game at 69 years old, yeah. he's got a whole heck of a lot of coaching left in him. He's certainly got enough fire in him. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, like, Chris Richard's title isn't affecting him from getting – head coaching that's what I'm saying yeah. so and Rod was talking about this during the week how um he's he believes in molding young coaches and trying to you know empower those guys and, and allow right. them to position themselves to be able to move on and get those opportunities as a teacher that's he what really he is, is. he's right. a teacher really, very I mean, generous remember, he's a teacher what his quote was he goes Chris Roussard's a head coach they just haven't hired him yet right. he did say that yep right yeah. all right uh we continue and take your phone calls here when talking cowboys continues in a moment if you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now, more for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Probably a lot of sad, sagging faces around here. Jeez, tell me about it. They just need to get their Jack Black mm, and there get you go. everything back to normal. Yes. And if you just go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and get your JB faves for $10 in free shipping. You'll feel a lot better. The mirror will look a lot better. (laughs) And getjackblack.com. How about a boxing match at the... At AT&T Stadium. I can't and, wait. And let's. How about we pit Amari Cooper versus Marcus Peters Ooh. as a prelim? That'd be a Ooh, good, good a middleweight fight, wouldn't uh-huh. it? Old AFC West rivals. You know, yeah. we, we've got boxing coming up March 16th at AT&T Stadium. IBF welterweight champion Errol Spence Jr. defending his title against four-division world champion, current WBC lightweight champion Mikey Garcia. You don't want to miss this highly anticipated blockbuster showdown tickets on sale now at seatgeek.com the official ticket provider of at&t stadium and i think we ought to work on amari cooper versus marcus peters as a prelim march 16th i love it i love it i'll take the bigger guy you know mark uh, uh amari's got some dog in him i like that about him yeah uh, he's, he's i like that he's, he's got it's still to me. It's you look at what how the season went. The, you know the the resource that they used to go get him. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely the right play. And the fact that it's it's the twenty seventh pick. I can only probably find nineteen first round grades. So if you're telling me I'm giving a second round pick for Amari Cooper, or, or a great a player on the board that's got second round ability, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll absolutely do that all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a bunch of wide receivers. I, I guarantee you, if I look at Amari Cooper at 24 years old and what he's accomplished as compared to a lot of these other wide receivers, I'm going to go, please give me Amari Cooper, you know? And if they hadn't made the trade, if we're sitting here right now saying, what's the biggest need on this roster? Sure. It's wide receiver. Wide receiver. No, we had been talking about that two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. They wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. No, yeah. we. I, know, I just, no, I totally. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, that's the thing about it is I, you know, it's, it's they've got a, they're going to have an interesting off season as far as you know the, the signings and how they're going to do it and and all that. But I, I, I trust I trust these guys drafting football players. Yeah, 
I really, really do. Even though, even though the, their first pick will be at 58, and we don't know that. You never know. Jerry Jones might jump in there and get in the bottom of the draft and say, you know what, I'm, I'll, I'll jump back in. I'll give next year's one. I'll, he'll do something. You know, They really love a guy. Yeah, they really yeah. love a guy. But yeah. if you're telling me at 27 i got to pick a guy to, that's better than the guy I just got, that's, that I, I've seen play well, helped me win games, got me in the divisional round of the playoffs, <laughs> that's a no-brainer to me. I, I, might, I might be a dumb person, no guy, but I'm not that dumb. You know, Draft show coming up? Thursday. 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 And then we go to the Senior Bowl next week. Start Monday. Uh, I'll be out Monday, Monday to all next week. So if you guys are doing shows, it'll be me doing it at the Senior Bowl. But I'm sure you guys will handle that the best you can. But yeah, we'll get started with this. You know, and the draft never stops. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to get some picks. They're going to get an opportunity to, to make their team better. This is a free way of doing it. You know, so hey, by all means, let's talk we'll, about it. We'll 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 accept your collect call. Uh, I don't. Does anybody I, make a collect call? I, I, yeah, if you're in jail. <laughs> and if you're in jail, you call and collect. I think How do you know that. Yeah. I've been in jail. I'm the only guy here who's been in jail. There, you go. Ah, there it is. That's 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 the line. I'm the only guy here who's been in jail. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's lot, yeah. The off season's always. Hey, it's off season. You know, that's what you you do now. You kind of get you get your team together. That's the best drop we got. I love it. Now the actually the Miles Austin uh, that one too uh, collect the, call. Uh, Thank you, Miles. Okay, that wins. There you, yeah. there you go. Absolutely, every time. And, and today is deadline day for the underclassmen to declare. What do you think? What's happening in Oklahoma? Yeah, what's your quarterback going to do? He's, I think he's declaring. He wants fifteen million from the A's. Is that right? I'm not, I'm I think the A's sure are going to give it to true. him. I don't. I don't. Not sure that that's true. That's too high. I think that uh, inflated. Got, got, got thrown out there, and I don't. It's others have said that's yeah. not true. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, one thing about that, and we're talking about Kyler Murray, the rules on the supplemental draft, yeah. could, could he go play with the report for spring training, go with the A's through and play a base half a season baseball and supplemental it, draft it, it, is in July. Now, now you're going down. When can you declare yeah, and what are the circumstances? It's usually post, it's usually post draft that it, that happens. Right. And we get into like May, and then we the rules change on that. The date changes on that. They, it's it depending on who's in. But who's let's out. just say that I think you, you can. I think you could qualify that. I, I I'm not considering. I, I've never had to right. deal with a. I don't remember a baseball. I don't remember a baseball player. But let's say like okay. This. Let's say he doesn't declare today. He goes and plays baseball, and then he would have the option of returning to OU for his senior year if yeah. he wants. Yeah. Okay, or the other option is okay. He's playing baseball. Declare, make himself available for the supplemental draft, and then I'm a sure team, he could. A team I'm, could take him if if he doesn't like the quarterback needy teams right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And doesn't want to go to those places, but he feels like there is a team that would be willing to spend a first round pick and first round money yeah. in the supplemental Steve draft. Walsh. <laughs> you know, like for for instance, let's say the Saints. Yeah. Let's say Sean Payton likes him, whatever, and he did that. Then that would be a way to to do his baseball thing and still whatever. Anyway, I just mm. that hasn't this. been mentioned, and so I thought I'd throw it out there. I know we have a yeah. okay, just real quick because I don't want to make this the draft show. But where does where do you see him being selected? Just right now, where would you guess? At what point in the draft would you be would see him being selected? Look, I didn't think it would be that high, given, given his size. But when I hear rumors of old Kingsbury might want him at Arizona, and 
take him high in the draft, like number one if they had the pick. Didn't somebody say that? No, he, he said he that said when it. he was at Tech. When he was at Tech, yeah, he didn't know he had. He wasn't coaching uh, Josh. He, wasn't, Rosen. Well, he didn't yeah. have the yeah. job at that. Yeah, he wasn't coaching <laughs> Josh Rosen yet. Yeah, I, I don't see him as a first round pick. Me personally, he's an Aggie. I got and nothing against the guy. I got nothing, <laughs> nothing against him. See, how about a guy like John Gruden with three first-round picks? You see him like getting picked at twenty-four, like man, twenty-five. Or Manziel was yeah. picked. Okay, let's say that. Okay, I don't see him being a top ten pick. Baker okay, but if, no, something no, that's like what I'm that. asking. That's what yeah. I'm asking. Depending on where you see him, that's where he could say. If if people see me as a top ten pick, I'm in. I'm going. I'm going to go play football. Hey. If he's not a top ten pick, then. Now, you know, where does he look at himself then? Is, and, is he, and, and then you're looking at the money aspect of that. And absolutely. That's, that's the critical part yes, of it is yes, the money. Yes, yes, Well, I think the money is the ultimately ultimate decision, right? Because baseball, I don't think – I mean, he's guaranteed a good baseball contract, player. Guaranteed. But yeah, but – It's so far down the road. It's, it's the like money. oil in the minor leagues. Three or forever. four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's three years until you even get to the major leagues. How many years do you have to wait to get paid? It's like Dak Prescott. Exactly. Same it's like way. You're waiting a decade. If you're, if you're a first round pick, they could even they could even carry you another year because you're you know that fifth year option. That's right. So. Plus, I, baseball. I mean, he's good, right? But how many? I don't know, you know how good he is in baseball. You know, lead off. We we have a better hitters. idea. We have a better yes. idea what kind of NFL player he can be than what kind well, of Major League Baseball well, player. Obviously, Billy Bean in Oakland thinks he could damn play baseball. He took him ninth overall. Yeah, but, but I watched he, Moneyball. But he how many these guys? How many first round picks make it in baseball? There are, I mean, the same percentage. Same, no, no, it's Blake, not the same as football at Blake, all. Blake Bortles and how about a <laughs> Johnny Manziel and how about a two eighty hitting? I, no, no. I, what I'm saying is, how many even make it? To the major leagues. Yeah. Sure. How about I a mean, 280 hitting center fielder with no power? Let's go to Ken in Shreveport. Hmm. Ken, how are you? I'm fine, sir. How about you guys? Great. Thanks for taking my call. I sure. got a simple question. Number one, uh, I hadn't heard anything lately on, on Travis Frederick. How's his health looking going into next year? Should be fine. Uh, with the uh, development of Michael Gallup, I'm wondering what the, the status is on Terrence Williams and also. In the game Saturday night, I don't remember seeing Damian Wilson. Was he not playing? They played, and, they, uh, yeah. They didn't play. But the last play of the game, they played base, basically. They played nickel the whole game is what they did. So, Damian Wilson, yeah, he wasn't in until the last, basically the last play of the game. Okay, because the other question I have is this. Uh, looking at the, the team itself going into next year, uh, what kind of weaknesses do you think we have and uh, who do you think will, or what do you think we'll address in the draft and also free agency? And I'll hang up and, and listen. Got two minutes left in the show, yeah. sir. All right. So, Fred, Frederick, you. Uh, I think Frederick is going to, you know, Frederick has come out and basically said that it, it, other than his conditioning, he feels pretty good about the where he's at. So, hopefully, that would be a be good, great. positive thing for him. As far as what you need to address, you know, it depends on who you lose. You're going to lose, are they, they going to, do they franchise? Are they going to get a deal done with Lawrence? Anybody want to anybody want to hedge a bet right now? Yeah, I think they will. Mickey, I think they do. Okay, then that takes care of the defensive end spot. Okay, what are you going to do at tight end? You happy with all three of the tight ends you got? It's something I'd look at. Okay, we're going to think about drafting the tight end. What yeah. about safety? You guys happy with Jeff Heath the way he played, or any of those other guys? 
Not in the first round. Okay, then we're going to Oh, you don't have a first round. No, no. <laughs> Looking at a safety right there then. How about uh, defensive tackle? Got yes. the human log. You know, we've got – you're not going to probably have David Irving this Mm-mm. this campaign. Just like you didn't have him this year. I'll take, okay. I'll take some competition there. Okay, we're going to look at a defensive tackle there. How about uh, back, how about backup running back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, they were looking now. We were looking strongly at a running about back. about a slot receiver? How about a slot receiver? That's another one. Cole Beasley, free agent. Cole Beasley's going to be a free agent. I don't think Cole Beasley's coming back here. But even going forward, even if Cole Beasley came back, yeah. you still have a need yeah. for a slot receiver. How about receiver. offensive tackle? You happy with you, – you, you worried a little bit about Tyron Smith and his health. Are you worried about the contract in a couple of years of Lyle Collins? Mm-hmm. I would look at depth at that position. Oh, my gosh. We're looking at a lot of things, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to answer the man's question there, I think. How about linebacker? How about, yeah, how about linebacker? Absolutely. Damien Wilson's a free agent, isn't he? He is. He is. is. You you don't know about Sean Lee. Sean Lee. I think think Sean Lee, I think that decision is probably going to have to be made too. Maybe Sean Lee will make that decision for you. Mm -hmm. You know? But I, I, like I say, you can go a, you can go a thousand different ways here. Depending every, on every gotta, position on the roster, every position, yeah. Especially, I tell you what, let's not sleep on that backup running back thing. By the yeah, way, that's right. That might have held you hostage a little bit. Look at what the Rams did. Well, I mean, yeah, they picked that guy up in four weeks ago, five weeks ago. What a great what story. The Saints have. Look at what the yeah. Patriots have yeah. running back. I mean, yeah. safety, D tackle, so, yeah. I mean, everybody on Periscope's kind of dancing with us right now. Smart fans, kicker, kickers, another There's thing. Another one. There you yep. go. Yep. See, there, there's so many different ways. This team is far from being set. And if you tell me that the biggest one, the biggest thing I have to do is get Lawrence done, and I've got that done, I'm in. Let's go. All right, now we'll figure about drafting. Maybe I could get maybe – I, maybe I call that guy out there in the Pacific Northwest and say, listen, this is what I got. You in for a couple of years? You in for a couple of years? If he says no, then I'm moving on. There's a safety at Delaware I really like too I've already seen. You know? There's guys out there. They don't have a lot of major free agent decisions to make. I think three, four starters. Uh, Beasley's one, obviously Lawrence. I think but, Beasley walks. But they've got they've they've got a lot of spots where they can say mm, we can improve here. We could look at doing this here. There's no question, yeah. no question. Even though it's a young team where they feel good about a lot of young players. Yep. You know what? Every team can do that, and especially if you're eliminated when this team was eliminated, right? Yeah. I bet the Saints will sit there and. Three weeks and go, well, you know, we can use the thud, Mickey. It's we the can thud. use that. I know. It's I the know. thud. You're running 900 miles an hour and you Absolutely. hit the wall and you thud. And everybody says, oh, oh, and, God, uh, get rid of this. Do this. Do, you know, no. You systematically find a way with a plan to figure this out. And the caller said something about Terrence Williams. I know. Terrence yeah. Williams is gone. Yeah. That, I think that's, yeah, that's He's got that, another year left technically on his deal. Or yeah, I think yeah, but yeah. technically he's got Let me tell you what, this left, receiving core might not be bad if the four guys you run out there are are going to be. His guaranteed money's done. Yeah. Right. But the, the thing about the four guys, if you run out Cooper, you run out there uh, Gallup, you run out Brown, and you run out, I'm telling you what, my Cedric. guy Cedric Wilson – my guy Cedric Wilson, don't sleep on Cedric Wilson because I think he's a better Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns is a tough SOB. Alan and I'm Hearns not saying because he too. broke his ankle, yep. but I'm saying Alan Hearns never once complained, never did everything he had to do, made a play or two a game. Ah, give me that guy, too. Tavon's a free agent, too, I yeah. believe. Right. Yes. Yes, he is. This he receiving core, might, it's not going to be a committee next year. It's going to be legitimate guys playing. Get ready for that. 
and hopefully that'll help the quarterback and hopefully the runner. We got to get the runner some help, you know. So he and it kind of became that at the end of the year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. With, yeah. Would you dare draft a fullback? Mm, moves. Old Seventh school. round. Yeah. I'm not spending Is there major. fullbacks? Well, there's I not. I was going to say, there's probably none available to draft. Let's, let's, there's, there's a defensive end that will convert. I look fullback. at cornerback, too. Cornerback. Mm. All right. Quarter. All right. We're back with more Talking, about, uh, talking Cowboys talking. as the week progresses. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?